You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Take Him With You podcast. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And today it's episode number 219 for the 14th of April, 2013. Can you tell everyone what it's called? Uh, it's called music. That's what I played. Music. Yeah, but what guess what it was from? It, it was from the life of Pi. It's true. And the song title is "Christ in the Mountains." Okay. I can read that on the. Screen. You turned my microphone down so much that I'm having a hard time. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, I'll turn it up. There we go. How's that? That's good. I have to turn myself. Up okay, a there bit you go. Longer. That's better. Thank you. Okay. Hi everybody. Hi. You're everybody, eh? Well, I'm one. You all, everybody. (coughs) You all, everybody. Hmm. You're back. Um, mostly, (coughs) mostly. We're both. We're the coffin couple. We're both. (coughs) Mostly. How's that? Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm almost over it. I had several emails this week that said, "Please have Amy back on the program." Yeah. It's nice to be missed. Yeah. No one emailed me. Sorry, <laughs> but you were missed. Okay. Well, that's nice to know. It's nice to be missed. Yeah. Sure. Last week I was like in bed coughing. That's what the fog says all the time. In bed coughing? No. Fog says, I love to be missed. I don't get it. Fog. Oh, you know, I thought you were talking about like a dragon named Fog. So that would be really smog. Like, that was smog. Not wow. fog. Well, they rhyme. Was that was the great dragon Fog? <laughs> <laughs> smog would be the dragon um, that that is um, lives in Los Angeles, California. No, he doesn't. Oh. He lives in Middle Earth. In the chambers of the lonely mountain. In Middle Earth. Yeah. Okay. Not Lord in, of the Rings. Not higher Earth or lower Earth. Or is it in the Hobbit first? It's the Hobbit. Hobbit. Yeah. He's not in the Lord of the Rings. Ah. Smog is not in that. Okay. The Hobbit. I don't yes. think he is. No. Hmm, okay. No. No. Hobbit comes first, then Lord of the Rings. Yeah. In the timeline. Gotcha. Of Middle Earth. Yes. So, hi everybody. We're we're <laughs> back, and um, today's show is going to talk about a movie that we watched. Yeah, you know when you're when you're coughing and blowing your nose and 
drinking lots of tea. That's about all you can do is watch a movie. So we watched a movie this week. I didn't get a chance to really watch a lot of movies when I was sick. I had to keep working. And you kind of did too. Actually, I I only took two days off. Um, I rescheduled some of my time. (coughs) Excuse Um, me. And uh, this last week I worked all five days even though I was still coughing and and not 100% better. The fever was gone, and, and that was the main thing. Yeah. Yeah. You need to make sure your microphone's close to you. I have my microphone very close to me. That's good. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, we, we have these little hiccups in life. Um, flu, cold, whatever kind of virus it was, I'm not quite sure, but it wasn't fun. And But we're mostly over it now, and... Um, kind of just push through, but yeah, we did have um, our youngest son and his girlfriend came over the other night, and we watched The Life of Pi. We had seen it win a lot of awards, and your mother said, "Hey, you need to watch this. It's pretty interesting," and it was very interesting. Well, we'll talk about it later. All right. Yeah. Okay. So what have you been doing this week? What's been going? People miss the what's been going around your house or on oh. what's been going on around your house segment that we didn't do last week. Oh, you didn't do it by yourself. Huh? You never listened to the program? Um, oops. <laughs> no, I didn't. All right, fine. You didn't hear the song I sang for you then. Oh, you sang a song for I me? I did. Did you sing Soft Kitty, Warm Kitty, Little Ball of Fur? No. No? What is he? Oh, I guess I'll have to listen to last week's program. I guess you will. Sorry. Jeez. I can't Sorry. believe you did that. Yeah. yeah. I just forgot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I worked a bunch this week, and today I was actually feeling good enough um, that I did a tiny bit of gardening. I pulled some weeds and went to my greenhouse and got to see that the dahlias that I planted in pots have started coming up and I gave them some water and um, was pretty excited about that and um, <clears throat> came you know kind of putted around I, I filled up a couple more planters for you because you were wanting to um, plant some more daisy seeds you're pretty excited about your Livingston daisies I am and uh, maybe you could put a picture of our Livingston daisies on our blog so that if people want to know what we're talking about. They're very colorful. They're very fun. They only get about five, six inches tall. And so that's kind of, they're they're nice to put in flower boxes, you know, window boxes or, you know, things that you don't want to be real tall. So, um, and then I had... Uh, a little burst of energy where I cleaned out my pan cupboards and my baking cupboards where I keep bakeware and, and you know, like storage containers and stuff. And my cupboard that I have um, big containers of spices and oil and, and tea and cleaned those out, wiped them out and put, put back the good stuff and threw away the old stuff. You know, I'm, I, you know every once in a while... It was a rainy day, so I didn't get to spend as much time in my garden as I would have liked. 
but I was just wanting to get some things ship shape. So um, got a little bit of organizing and and um, <coughs> I sent you a picture of one of my cupboards that was all cleaned out and organized. Some people send pictures of their grandkids or cool things that they see yet. every once in a while. You sent me a picture of our cupboard. I did because I was like, oh, this looks so nice. I took some pictures of my organized cupboards. And sent them to me, even mm -hmm. though I was probably 20 feet away. And and you really don't care. But isn't it nice to open a cupboard and be able to see what you, you know, not everything all messed up? Sure. Yeah. So that makes me happy to have things clean and organized. And I guess it's a woman thing. I, some men are like that. I'm not. You're not. But some are. I'm not at all. No. And I don't apologize for it. No. You you have your your messy guy gene fully intact. But well, you know, we uh, love you. Everybody likes a pair of jeans. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, so <coughs> my my goal is by um, Memorial Day we're gonna have a garage sale for my daughter's mission trip. And um, my goal is by Memorial Day to go through all of our cupboards and closets and pull out things that we don't need and put them in the, if they're good enough to be sold, put them in our mission trip um, sale, garage sale. And if they're not good enough to sell and they're uh, just to throw them away. But yeah, working on kind of doing some organizing and cleaning and a little bit at a time kind of how you eat an elephant one bite what? at a time huh right? how you how do you eat an elephant oh one bite at a time you can't eat them though i think they're endangered elephants yeah i don't think you can eat them yeah i wouldn't want to anyway it was, it was an analogy <coughs> well okay. that and you would get trunk in your mouth okay Trunk in your mouth? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, not not something I really... I was just trying to do a word picture, you know? Like, if you have a whole I know what house you're doing. to clean and organize, and you can I feel understood. overwhelmed that you have all these closets to go through and on. I actually yeah. got that. Okay. All right. You, you kind of looked at me funny. Well, this week has been fun because a bunch of our tulips... <laughs> They um, bloomed. Mm -hmm. Tell them about yeah, our tulips. Most of our tulips are blooming. <coughs> I think we only have two later varieties, a, a ballerina variety, I think, and a, um, well, the, the oriental splendor is starting to. Mm -hmm. And the double tulip is starting to bloom, too. Mm -hmm. And um, then some purple of, ones. And then there's, I can't remember, the, I think they're red ones down below to the left or pink. I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, we got a bunch more that are going to bloom. And then uh, we're getting ready to, uh, anyway, I've been taking pictures of them. Yes, you have. And if you go to our Facebook pages, yeah, facebook.com mm -hmm. forward slash rick.moyer or <coughs> facebook.com forward slash amy.moyer. That is correct. You can find some of our flower pictures. I went out, took my new lens and took some pictures of them and they turned out real nice. 
Now, my brother asked you what lens for the the, ca the camera people out there. What lens did you use to make take those really pretty pictures? The one that was on my camera. <laughs> okay, and which one was on your camera? I don't know. It wasn't your macro lens, though. No, wasn't it? no, it was I used a. Kind of a I got a new lens. I actually have two new lenses, and one of them is uh, for portraits and stuff, and I really like it, and it's a little better quality than I've had, so. It's up there with the macro lens quality. Mm -hmm. And so I just took some, it just takes some nice color, nice color pictures. So When did you get that new lens? A while back. Oh, I, I took a whole photo shoot with it already. Mm. I have a hard time keeping up with your toys. Because I get so many. Well, you have a lot of toys. Boys never grow up. They just get more toys. Mm. Well, I've been busy at my work this week, too. Yeah. I've mm -hmm. been finishing up a few projects and got some stuff done for a video game. <coughs> <laughs> Aren't we the pair? <coughs> we sit here and cough and choke on this program. Sorry. But Believe it or not, this is doing better. But Yeah. Um, so I did a bunch of work there, and then I started a brand new project for a guy in Spain doing um, these videos that are children's videos like kind of like where's waldo except they're they're different scenes like i've done a circus and i've done a forest and i've done a um just today i did a zoo mm -hmm. and basically i write a story around the pictures that i see on the screen and this is unique because uh, usually we were talking about this earlier usually you would have a story first and then kind of block out some storyboarded pictures, you know, rough sketches, and then send it to animation. But right, right. this was actually done opposite. Yeah. You got the animation done first. Yeah. And then they said, okay, can you write a story to go with the pictures Correct. we did? <laughs> Correct. But the client is really happy with these. Yeah, so. so that's good. And I've got um, eight I, eight of those to do. I can't wait to watch them. I'm excited about that. I got them right here if you want to see them. Yeah, well, we will after we're done podcasting. Here's a little bit of music for one of the video games I did. Stereo and everything, huh? Very cool. Um, yeah. Well, you got that ready. I I um, snuck out of the room and got us some Fisherman Friends cough drops. That helps. They're not just Fisherman Friends; but they're podcasters' friends too. Podcasters' friends, throat mm -hmm. lozenges. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm they do help you breathe better. They're good stuff. They taste awful, yeah. but they're therapeutic. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've been busy, busy, busy with all sorts of different projects. And now I've got um, five more videos to do, or the music and the narration for the videos. And write and, the scripts. Mm -hmm. And then um, hopefully by the end of that, I will have some more work. Yeah. And so far, it's been really good. So let's just continue on this way. Mm -hmm. It's you've, you've 
had pretty consistent work for mm -hmm. the last month or two. And finally, people started to pay me. Yay! It was hard for a while there because, you know, I did all this work and they hadn't paid. So mm -hmm. now it's starting to come in, which is nice. Yes. It's nice to actually not only have work, but to get paid for the work. <coughs> now, we started doing something really interesting with our finances. Mm -hmm. um, my program that I use on my PC. Um, Your old computer. Mm -hmm, finally crashed for our money program. And mm -hmm. I... Um, I got to looking at different things that were around. You told me about one. And so we went to this place called mint.com. Mm -hmm. And I entered my information. And now I have my finances. Yeah, I know some people would freak out because it's online. But there, you can't transfer or get money out of it. And you can't even see the account numbers if, unless you, you'd have to hack into it to see that. And even then they hide that. Does that make sense? That it's, firewalls. It's, like, yeah. Well, it's secure and... Uh, there's no way people can grab money out of it. It's just a monitoring thing. Mm -hmm. So it actually hooks up to your bank and shows you your balance. So here's the deal. Mm -hmm. Instead of now me having to go in and balance the checkbook, because we don't use checks hardly ever, mm -hmm. it actually does it for you. And you know, at any given time, you can push a button and it tells you what's in your account and what's outstanding. It's mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah, and not only can you see that on your computer. But any of your mobile but, devices. But yeah, we just put the app online. So like if I'm going grocery shopping or getting gas or something, and I wanted to think, um, can I use a debit card to get gas today or should I do something else, you know, um, I can look and see how much we have in our debit account. Mm -hmm. and right there on my phone. So, you know, I know I've heard some people say that it's a bad thing to do. And then I've heard other people say it's awesome. So uh, I'm trying it out and see how it works. And uh, hopefully it works great because it's kind of been a godsend to us. Well, it's, it's nice because you can have um, your business accounts on there too. It saves me a lot of time. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. We'll let you know. Mm -hmm. um, other than that, I think that's everything that's been going on. Um, mm -hmm. Other than, I mean, our main subject today is about a movie that we watched uh, last night. Was it last night? Um, yeah, I believe it was. Yeah, I think it was, it was last night. <laughs> I was trying to... Things all smeared together for me nowadays because I had a really busy day yesterday too. Mm -hmm. But um, I got to take a little bit of time off and I actually only fell asleep for a brief moment and then Andrew woke me up. Yeah, that was really funny. You were like, you just nodded off and Andrew's dad. <laughs> I don't think it was funny. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> Jeez. I'm surprised you were able to sleep during that movie. It was, I thought it was kind of intense. Well, we'll get into it in a moment. Okay. But uh, we're going to be talking about The Life of Pi, mm -hmm. the movie. I guess there's a book, too, that's um, one of our listeners and friends um, from England. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Laura Vieira uh -huh. said the book is really good and that the book is really, really good. We should read it. So, mm -hmm. thank you, Laura. Yeah. We'll have to do that. Okay, so anything else you want to say before we go into the next subject? Um, not that I can think of off the top of my head. Okay, stick around.
The Life of Pi was put out in November of 2012. And this is the description. It says, A young man who survives a disaster at sea is hurtled into an epic journey of adventure and discovery. While cast away, he forms an unexpected connection with another survivor, a fearsome Bengal tiger. Oh. And so that's the uh, that's a little teaser of it. Remember his name? The tiger's name? Mm-hmm. The tiger's name was? Was Richard... Parker. Parker. Like Peter Parker, but Richard. But Richard Parker. Yeah, and so that okay. was that was one of the funniest parts of the movie. Oh, that was hilarious! Too, when they explain how come the tiger was, was named, named Richard, Richard Parker. Parker, that was actually the hunter that <laughs> found the tiger, and the, I can't remember what they the... filled out the form wrong. Yeah, and the I think the tiger was they found him as a cub, and he was drinking a lot of water, and so they they called, called him thirsty. thirsty. Well, when they f- were filling out the forms to purchase it, they they put the names opposite in the wrong places so the, the, so the tiger, tiger became the animal was called richard, richard parker, parker and the hunter and the was hunter called thirsty, thirsty. <laughs> that was awesome that was funny okay now, so that's a spoiler well that's all right i'm going to tell everybody now if you haven't seen the life of pie um i don't know how awful you'll think we are for sharing about it but we're going to talk about the movie in detail seven so just so you know mm-hmm. so go watch the movie and then listen to the podcast otherwise uh, but we will have some interesting things as we go through talking about our faith because it was a very spiritual movie. And so we are going to be talking about what we believe as far as our faith is concerned and, um, you know, and parts of the questions that the movie brought up. Mm-hmm. So just so you know, I want everybody to know that uh, we will be talking about it. So, you know, yeah, either and, listen you know, or don't. Yeah. And if you have really young children, it might be a little too intense for this podcast? No. No, the the movie. I guess it's PG, not PG-13. Well, why don't we go back to the beginning and, mm-hmm. and start off by saying that uh, when it was in theaters, I wish I would have seen it in a theater now. Oh, that would have been kind yeah. of wild. You know what it would have been really wild is to see it IMAX. in IMAX. Yeah. It may be overwhelming. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I, I guess I should have thought, I should have gone and seen it, but... Uh, I, I, you know, I'm so busy with everything. I don't go to movies that often anymore. So mm-hmm. I just didn't go see this one and I sh- probably should have. But uh, it was really, we have a, a good size screen. So we put it on there and watched it in surround sound. But the cinematography, the way we start, not cinnamon photography, that would be completely <laughs> different. The cinematography <laughs> was really quite cool. Uh, they did an amazing job. And considering that most of the movie was probably CGI. I did. I have not watched a behind-the-scenes uh, thing on it, but I would like. I probably need to do that because I, I'm. I saw an interview with the the young man that was. Well, there was four different guys that played the role of Pi. Like the one that played kind of the teenager. Um, he when he was out at sea, they actually had him in like a a soundstage with um the boat. They made it move up and down and right. stuff, and um. They, someone said, wow, you really looked afraid. And, and he goes, well, I really was. I wasn't sure what they were going to do with this <laughs> contraption. And I was like all over the place. And I was scared. And I was going to get hurt. So, well, it's an interesting thing. It starts off and uh, it's not what you expect. I, I didn't expect it at all to be this way. But basically, it's a, a guy, an author, mm-hmm. who comes to interview um, a guy named Pi. And and the first thing that they do is they talk about why his name is Pi. 
which we're not going to go into. No, but it was hysterical. We have kind of a G-rated podcast. And, and it was, was really... Kind of a PG It was really funny, though. Yeah. And, uh, and then finally, you know, you realize this, this, little, this little guy uh, was really brilliant guy. And, and as time went on, you understood why they called him Pi. And uh, anyway, at one point, um, they moved from India... And they they owned a zoo is what they had, and they put all the animals on a big uh, big cargo ship, and yeah. they headed off. I don't, do you remember where they were? Go- were they going to the they, to the states? They were going to go to Canada. Okay, that's right. And um, they were on a Japanese freighter headed to Canada from India. Okay, and here comes the spoilers. Um, the the uh, there's a big storm. There's a big storm, and the freighter basically gets into stress and then sinks Mm -hmm. and so all that's left from the crash that we know of or from the from the uh shipwreck (coughs) excuse me is the um (coughs) um a few of the animals and pie Mm -hmm. and he has a life raft or a lifeboat Mm -hmm. and uh, anyway long story short he ends up on the raft with several animals, including a Bengal tiger mm-hmm. named Richard Parker, mm-hmm. and so he the movie then since he was, he's known the tiger since he was a young boy, but his father convinced him to keep a distance from him. Yeah, because tigers are, as we know, are wild animals. Well, they're kind of top of the food chain, right? With humans underneath. Correct. But uh, anyway, th- so he ends up in the boat with these animals, and it, basically the movie is about how he survived, and then uh, and then the ending is is quite interesting because you have to decide, you know, it's kind of different. Yeah, you know, I think <coughs> the the thing that struck me as a person who's a believer in in Christ and. And I'm interested in what other people believe too, is that the <laughs> the, the reporter comes over, and well, yeah, there's a whole another first part of the movie and when they when talk he about h- over, how he grew up. And and part of this main character's story is that he is going to tell the story to convince this reporter that there is a God. Or to and believe now, in God, to, or to believe in God, something like that. And and he has a very diverse spiritual background. He was born Hindu, <laughs> right? His mother was a practicing Hindu. He he generally remained vegetarian because Hindus believe that animals have souls and they believe in reincarnation, and right? Such. So, um, here he is, a vegetarian Hindu. Well, one day in the movie. As a as a dare, his brother dared him to go down to a church, a Catholic church, and drink their holy water. Well, that began a relationship with a, a Catholic priest. Right. And he had all kinds of questions for him about God. And, um, you know, he was a very inquisitive young, young boy and I think rather challenging to the priest. Um, and then... Um, he also found, befriended some, some Muslims mm-hmm. and learned a little bit of, um, 
about Islam and how to pray in Arabic a bit. And, right. And so he has quite a, a diverse <coughs> spiritual background, and his dad wasn't really... Thrilled about that. Neither was and, his brother. Um, his mother seemed respectful because um, she... Well, the dad made the dad made a comment <laughs> that um, if you know you really need to pick one of them and believe it, but you can't believe them all. And the brother was kind of saying, "Yeah, come on, Pi, you gotta, you know, decide what you're gonna believe here. You can't keep doing this, going back and forth between a bunch of different things." And then he finally says, "Well, I'm gonna get baptized." <laughs> yeah. And so he he I think at the to the reporter he said he was. A Catholic Hindu, <laughs> so which is a very unique situation because well, that you is know, but we have friends who maybe were were raised um, Orthodox Jewish and now they're Christian. Um, we have friends that were raised, you know, kind of in one direction, and so you have the culture and and some of that, and yet you might have some other beliefs too. <coughs> Sure. And and so he said he was a, a Catholic Hindu. So it it was a very unique I, I think that I'm not exactly sure what they were trying to say. I do. It I know. seemed maybe a little bit new agey. And what do you mean by that when you say that? Well that that kind of the the idea maybe it's a Buddhist idea that there are many um paths that lead to enlightenment or to a knowledge of God. Right. Um, I, I guess that would be a whole different. Well, now that, now that brings up a really interesting thing because it, it seems to be there seems to be a hostile um, attitude towards uh, believers in Christ when it comes to this yeah. whole thing. And <laughs> it appears sometimes <coughs> like people are being like like Christians or believers are being mean. When they say that no other religion is valid, that everything is is false, and only, you know, believing in God is the right thing. And and I I find it interesting that that people are kind of mean about it. I've noticed that you know they they'll dismiss everybody else's religion, um, and basically by saying, well, if they believe that, they're going to hell, and you know all this different stuff. But a majority of the people that dismiss all these different religions and do that um, and are cruel about it and mean and nasty and, you know, sometimes prejudice even, um, a majority of them really don't even know what they're talking about. They don't even know what they believe. Mm -hmm. Not really. And so it's really interesting to see. But what, because, I, you know, this program is, is sometimes it'll bridge the gap between people that have gone to church all their life and people that haven't gone to church at all. It'll bridge that gap of, I don't understand the attitude that lies out there like this. Why? So I guess well, the yeah, question... You, I mean, I grew up in church. You didn't. Right. And so you kind of grew up with kind of like, uh, I don't know if I'd say skepticism no. towards, towards Christianity or towards <coughs> church-going people, but you... You didn't grow up with their lingo. You didn't grow up with that, their mentality. So it was kind of. You have any more of those? Oh, and I didn't bring any more cough drops. I'm oh. sorry. He only brought us each one. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, I think because I grew up 
I I guess you would say kind of more indoctrinated. Um, you know, one of the first things when I hear kind of uh, philosophy of like all paths are good paths. They all, you know, they the all are the same. They just well, use the, different the ways thing to get that, there. That I get concerned about is Jesus' own words where he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man gets to the Father, God, but through me. <coughs> so that's, that's a loosely interpreted version of it, but yeah. Did you quote it exactly? I think you quoted it. You were off a little bit on it. But okay. but that's what how, it says. How do you quote it? Well, I, that's what it says. It okay. basically, basically, that's where this whole idea comes from, is Jesus. It, it actually comes from the Ten Commandments, the very beginning of it, because he it says. You should have no other God before me. Right. And so, but some people will say, well, Allah is the same as Jehovah God, but when we look at the different writings and the different scriptures and the different stuff, even according to the in the, the Muslim faith, Islam, um, they're not the. I mean, they would say they're the same, but they're different in some well, aspects. I know this. This is. I mean, you could probably spend a hundred years debating whether um, Jehovah um, of the Old Testament Jewish faith. Um, whether Allah and um, Father God in the New Testament, that you could spend a hundred years debating whether they were all the same or not. I, I can't tell you a hundred percent one way or another, but all three faiths, both, you know, all three um, Judaism, which Christianity is technically a sect of Judaism. Yep. Jesus was a Jew. He was a practicing Jew. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Christianity and first century Christianity anyway. They were all Jewish. Were mostly Well, the Jewish. Gentiles weren't. But well, that didn't come that didn't happen until later. Yeah. later. Yeah. So, you know, the first the first big chunk of, of Christianity weren't even called Christians. They were just followers of Jesus. Or um, followers of the way. The way. Mm -hmm. And... Um, which and, also says something, yeah. because they referred to it as the way, the way. It yeah. wasn't one of the ways; it was mm -hmm. the way. So, so. But it was still yeah. under the kind of the auspices of Judaism. Right. They, the only Bible that the first century <coughs> believers had was the Old Testament, right. and then the teachings of the disciples um, as they as they taught. Um, or sent letters to the churches. Yeah, well, and they, they taught about Jesus' story and the things that Jesus said. And so, um, anyway, the the um, Islam, <laughs> <You okay? laughs> Judaism, and Christianity are all monotheistic, which is different than Hinduism. Which believes which in, in thirty-three billion, million, yeah, or billion or something like that. Million, million gods, gods three hundred thirty um, million, I think. Uh, there's a, like a lot. I don't know. That would be a full-time job, just keeping track of all their names right. and what they're supposed right. to be. You know. So, um, but you know, even though I have my beliefs about what I believe is true and um, what I believe the Bible teaches is the way to heaven. Um, 
I have to be respectful of everyone who is seeking a relationship with God. Even if they even if I feel like they're sincerely wrong, mm-hmm. I, I have to respect their sincerity. Right. And and the fact that <coughs> the Bible says if you seek God you will find him. Well, and, and that's one of the reasons that um like the other day I sat outside and talked with some Jehovah Witness ladies for a while. I don't um, ascribe to their beliefs. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think that, you know, but they themselves were very nice people mm-hmm. and they were very sincere. Yeah. I just, you know, I pointed out to them that there's a few things that were were inconsistent, you know, and that I didn't see. They've, they've the same things that they a, did. A different translation of the Bible than is generally accepted in mainstream Christianity. Correct. And but we talked about that. But we also talked about life, and we talked about kids, and we talked about all these different things. But <clears throat> I res- the like the point was, I wasn't mean to them. I didn't slam the door in their face. But I also didn't invite them in for coffee either because. To me, it was like, you know, I mean, I really think it's cool that they had the guts to come and talk to me, even though as a believer, I probably wouldn't go knock on doors and try to get somebody to believe what I believe. I would I, w- I believe in a, in the lifestyle way of of talking about my faith and people that listen to our podcast know that um, I live my life that way and I love people and uh, and I love God. And if people see that I love God, that's great. But I'm not trying to force it down anybody's throat. Now, if somebody asks me a question, I'll answer them truthfully in what I believe. And I'll say what I know the Bible says. But I won't, um, I'm not going to ever try to force somebody. I have not seen in all the years that I've been a believer, I have not seen anybody one to Jesus and have their faith, you know, in God. I've never seen anybody get um, um, argued into heaven. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Or argued into believing <coughs> in Christianity? Never. Mm-hmm. Now I have seen a lot of people that are are uh, curious and are are searching for answers and and you know want answers and stuff like that. And I see that some of those actually get. I've seen people you know change the way they believe and begin to you know seek after this whole spiritual aspect of things. Well, that's where I was quoting the scripture, seek and you shall find, ask and it shall be given, given to you, to knock you, and knock the door and shall be opened. Yeah. You got those mixed up too, but you, yeah. they're, they're... I'm sorry, I'm still fighting a cold. That's all right. But, but the basic premise is there, um, God is not going to hide himself from you if you're looking for him. Yeah, but but I thought was interesting in the movie the, the right off the bat, the thing that kind of set it off a little bit rocky for us was the fact that the the dad was kind of right. He was like, you can't really believe in all three. You need to settle on something, and I and I really think that that's true when you because it's like, um, you know, I mean, like the theory of evolution. You can't believe in the theory of evolution and also believe in. No, you can't. <laughs> what are you looking at me like that for? Well. Okay. You can believe aspects of it, but yeah. you, but but the premise of creationism versus well, if, if evolution you, okay, is different. This could be a whole other show. Well, yeah, I'm because, just by, I'm trying okay, to throw this out here. It, you know. If you're talking about evolution as a way to ex- 
explain the origins of the universe without God, then, yeah, I understand what you're saying. If you're okay, talking about, about microevolution, how okay, okay, how how that was a bad example. Let me try another one. How about this? Things, you can't be you a pacifist. You can't be a homeschool teacher you, here. You can't be a pacifist and a soldier at the same time. Yeah, that would be difficult. Because you're being trained to kill people. Yeah. Or protect people yeah. by deadly force. Mm-hmm. So you got to believe in one or the other. You got you have to decide. Yeah. So I'm not okay, saying. I understand what you're okay. saying. Well, it's kind of like in, in this case. In this case, he to, he wanted a little believe, bit of everything. Yeah. To believe. And like, there are lots of people actually like that, that believe yeah. little bits and pieces and, of different and, things. And I understand that to a certain expect, um, extent. extent, because I've studied just a little bit about, like, um, Confucius and Buddha, and they had a lot of great teachings sure. that actually quite a few of them line up with the Proverbs in the Bible and some of the teachings of Christ about compassion and suffering and sure and you know they they had a lot of great teachings that don't go against the bible i mean not all of them line up um you know especially when we're talking about hinduism the the whole idea of reincarnation the bible says it is appointed someone once to to die die and then to judgment judgment so um you know to be (coughs) absent from the body is to be present with the lord so there's well, there's a lot of there's, there's a lot of scriptures that are contrary scriptures to what that are different. Um, don't quite go along with but, the whole reincarnation. Okay, so stuff, so the so the whole thing that I was and, trying to and get also to the idolatry, right? But the whole idolatry. thing I was trying to get to when we when I started this yeah. whole idea mm-hmm. was that um, there are things when you dig in and look at belief systems uh-huh. that uh, y- y- if like if Pi. I know this is a made-up story and everything, but if mm-hmm. Pi would have looked a little deeper into the different things, he would have seen that they aren't compatible. Mm-hmm. Not not that you can't respect somebody that believes differently. Not that you can't, you know, no, you don't harm them, and you don't. Uh, mm-hmm. The whole idea is not to harm people and not to, you know, do unto others as you would want them to well, do the, unto you. The teachings of Jesus is to to love everyone, even right. love your enemies. Correct. Yeah. So. It, but if he would have dug deeper, if anybody digs deeper, they're going to find the the more knowledge you get of the thing that you are researching and and seeking, then the more you understand it. You know, I mean, if you if you get into jazz music and you start learning all about the different jazz performers and what instruments they use and all, you're going to be a whole. It's a whole lot different than rock music. And rock music is a whole lot different than country. Well, not as much anymore. Or country or classic, or classical, so on and so forth. So, you know, so so that was my whole thing is that when when people you know when people make this blanket statement, well, they're all going to hell because they don't believe like I do, you know, or whatever. That I think is really not a cool th- thing to do or an attitude to to have. Um, however, that is the the grounding of that, even though they're saying it wrong and being mean about it. The grounding of it is that they have actually, or hopefully, they probably most of them have just told it and they just talk it back. But if they've done any research at all, they, that's the reason that Christianity seems exclusive, because there are several scriptures that say not only in the Old Testament but the New Testament as well that talk about God being the only God, 
Yeah, there the aren't only one that a bunch we're of supposed ones. to worship. Right, and then yeah, it of does course, talk about other gods with a little g. Right, but it doesn't. But but the act, but that but that it says they are made up and they're man made and so on and so forth. Like idols, man made idols. Correct. Yeah. So like the Greek, you know, the Greek gods and all that stuff. That that was all according to scripture, all made up and all, you know. And really, I mean, you start thinking about it and you start looking at some of this stuff and it is, it's like, wow, they're, they're, people believe some of the craziest things. But then somebody can look at what I believe and say, man, that's really nuts. I can't believe one you believe thing, that. One thing I have to say that was eye-opening with this movie is the the Hindu people have to be some of the most imaginative people in the universe to come up with 33 million different gods. That's true. I just think, wow. <laughs> so, I'm, okay, so, so, okay, so the the beginning of the movie and then. And all the fables and stories around them. It sets you up for a whole, like, well, he's a, he is, I guess it just kind of establishes that Pi is a spiritual person. He's a spiritual mm -hmm. being. He wants to find God and he yeah. wants to know God, He'd be closer to him. He wants to bring other people to a knowledge of God, too. Right. And so the story ensues. Mm -hmm. What is, what I find really interesting is you watch and you see the struggle of survival between the first thing that happens is really if you have a soft heart towards animals it was really difficult we we had lots of oh no ah! well i mean you, okay <laughs> put put a lame zebra a hyena a bengal tiger and an orangutan and a human, a human. being on a boat that sounds like a comedy but really, in reality, when they start getting hungry and they're panicking, something's going to give. Yeah. And it did. Yeah. <coughs> and finally, the survival of the fittest, finally, it boils down to um, the the tiger and the boy. And then even that was rocky for a long time. Well, and it, it was interesting at one point, um, in order to survive... Our, our young um, boy, young man, ended up eating fish, mm -hmm. which, you know, he had been a vegetarian. <laughs> but, yeah. But it was either eat fish or, or die. die. <laughs> that'd so be a, that'd be a good and he eat fish eat, or die. He didn't even eat cooked fish. He ate raw fish. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was, it was Sushi. pretty intense. It was very, very intense. But to watch... Very beautiful um, images, though, in the ocean. Not when they were oh. killing the animals. Well, but not that part. <clears throat> when, but when you watch how the pecking order worked. Because mm -hmm. my theory is this movie's way deeper than everybody gives it credit for. Because if you think about what that whole movie was about, he was searching for God, and then it showed... It, it showed what happens in the world when the strong try to overthrow the weak and it shows it shows it, it was brilliant mm -hmm. when you think about the storyline behind it and then i have to have a bigger philosophy over the whole thing um and i'll get to it but uh you watched how these different the pecking order went with the animals and with the with the boy and then finally the boy had was he was trying to convince the tiger that he was trying to help him and the tiger was trying to eat him 
And so, you know, it was a, it was a struggle back and forth and back and forth until finally, you know, he said, I may never get the tiger to love me like I love the tiger, but I could train it mm-hmm. because he'd seen tigers be trained at the mm-hmm. zoo. And so he thought, hmm. And, and so, and yeah, so he set and... forth to train this tiger. If he couldn't get it, win him over, he could at least train him so he wouldn't be food. Mm-hmm. You know, so that the kid wouldn't be food, and he was he accomplished it in, in a certain to, to a certain degree, even to the point in when they're about to die, you know, because of starvation and all this different stuff. Um, he actually, you know, puts the the tiger on his lap and pets it because it's going to die, because mm-hmm. it's it's all emaciated and everything. And then all of a sudden, they they find this island. Uh, they wake up and the the boat has come ashore on this island, this really weird, mysterious island, full of of uh, what were they called? Something um, cats, meerkats. meerkats. And it was it was it was it was almost comical, but at the same time it was weird. Mm-hmm. And and uh, basically they finally had to get off the island because at nighttime it turned into this really destructive place. And uh, and then and then uh, it was just really weird. And and you thought, well, why did they even go to the island? What was that all about? And mm-hmm. and all these different things. But but when you look at the 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 whole thing at the very end of the movie, this is what really was the clincher of it all. Because we have to wrap things up here in a bit. Here was the clincher of it all. The people that owned the Japanese people that owned the boat that sunk mm-hmm. came and interviewed the only survivor, and that was Pi. And they came to this hospital room. And he told them this elaborate, amazing story about the tiger and the boat and the and the the island with the meerkats and and all these just absolutely fascinating things and told him of his struggles and and this whole philosophy that he had of it and, and how he met God and you know all these things. And at the end of his story, they just looked at him and they were like, "We can't tell that. That's not nobody will believe it." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "What?" They said nobody will believe that they weren't. He said they weren't satisfied with my story. So then he said I came up with a second story, and so he tells this different story. Instead of animals getting on the boat with him, he tells a story about the cook and his mom, and I think a couple other people that get. There was a couple other people on the boat with him in the story. Anyway, he tells this story about about um about human beings that got on the boat with him and this power struggle that happened and finally you know the cook tried to eat him and all these different things and finally he ended up um being rescued but he was the only one that survived mm-hmm. and and they went ahead and they they were and um he basically had to kill the cook because the cook was going to kill him and eat him so he killed the cook and and uh he tells this big elaborate. It wasn't as elaborate as the other one, but he tells this story, and then they go, "Oh, we're so sorry for what you went through. Thank you. That will do." And then they took that story. They could believe that, and they left. And so you're left in the whole story of thinking, "Huh? Was the whole thing that we watched just something that he made up as he told the story, or was it was it the second story that he told that really happened?" Because each one of the animals represented, represented some of the people. Yeah. And the the writer who's trying to get his story points the, this out. The orangutan was a, a mother orangutan. Right. And the and zebra was, you was know. like a wounded sailor. Right. And, and, and the cook was the like hyena. The, 
or the tiger. Tiger. I'm not. I sure. can't remember it. Anyway, the, yeah. the 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 point is, when you get done with a movie, you're going, huh? I wonder what really happened. Yeah. And so it sets you. It's just. It was really a, a okay. really makes you think. That that part made you think. Okay, that's that's the story writer lover in you. The the last thing I want to say <laughs> is because I I come at things from more of the spiritual. Not that you weren't spiritual, but I was thinking the spiritual part of this that he went through losing his whole family. Losing the animals he loved, mm -hmm. thinking he might die, nearly starving to death, was against the elements, um, sharks, tigers, all these things. And yet, at the end, he still believed in God, and he wanted others to believe in God. Well, I hadn't got to that part yet. Oh, I didn't know you were going there. Sorry. So... That was one thing I have been thinking <coughs> when you were talking about what we're going to talk about. I thought about people in my life who I have respected what they've said about God. And they might not be who people think. They might... I, sometimes you see a TV preacher, a radio preacher... And they'll tell you all kinds of things about God. And some of them are good things. Then I might hear something that maybe my brother-in-law said, who went through Vietnam believing in God, who had a son die at age 12. And he came out of that still believing in God. And... To me, to have someone go through horrible things and still have a faith in God, still have a belief in God, and a desire for other people to know their best friend, the creator of the universe. I think it's even more involved than that, though, because I think after you go through certain things, if you can come out on the other side still believing, then you have a different respect and a different look at things for God. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. But do you understand what I'm saying? That s some people can believe, it's kind of like the book of Job. I've talked about the book of Job. I, I used to not really like the book of Job. But when we went through some difficult times, feeling like, Maybe some church people didn't understand where we were, we were coming from, weren't very nice to us, whatever. Um, I really began to appreciate the book of Job. And to have, if someone ha doesn't know what I'm talking about, basically Job had lost just about everything. He lost well, the family. devil came to God and said, this guy, if I, if I take everything away from him, he'll curse you. And but, God said, no, I don't think he will. Go ahead and try. Yeah. And so that's what happened to Job. And it, it's, he got everything um, taken away historically, from him. Historically, it's the oldest written book in the Old Testament. It was like predated even the books of um, Moses and right. Torah. So very old book. And so everything. People must have been suffering for a long time. Everything was taken away from Job. And his health, his family, 
his um, career, his finances. He lost everything. And yet he still didn't curse God. Mm -hmm. And even his friends said, go ahead, curse God and die. You know, Let, let, let your suffering come to an end. But in the end, God restored to Job all the things he lost and everything. Long story. Mm-hmm. But my point was he didn't have everything wonderful all the time and right. yet he still believed. Right. And that's what I w- I thought of um with with Pi is that here he had all these horrible things happen to him and yet he still believed. And things worked out for him eventually. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think that it, it did. It was a story of about a man who was seeking faith and met God, and then afterwards, even though things never went back to the way that he thought they should be, um, he made the best of it. And and now, um, it didn't really say what he believed about God at the end. So we don't know if he ever decided if he was going to be a Muslim or a... Or well, he a, crossed himself when he prayed for his lunch. Right. And so he described himself as, as a, a Catholic... As like Hindu. Hindu Catholic, <laughs> Hindu right. Catholic. So, so we, you know, I guess you don't... Yeah, anyway, yeah. we don't know what his theology was at the end. All we do know is... Well, and I think he was a made-up character. character. But but all we, all we know, though, is that... He found God and still believed in him even after, after all of the stuff happened. Yeah. So that was a really interesting part of the movie. So I, I don't know. Maybe we're thinking too deep about it. Maybe it was just a story. <laughs> but I think it had a lot more going on but in it. I, and I, I recommend it to everybody to watch just because I, I think, it was really different. I think, and not at all a, a copycat of anything. I've yeah, never seen anything like it. I think a, a good thing about a good story is that it does make you think. It does make you want to engage in conversation. Yeah. About I mean, we it. just did a whole podcast on it. Yeah. And we could probably do two or I three more. I think we went a little bit over on our podcast, actually. No, we're okay. We're okay. actually coming up at 59 minutes here in a second. Okay. Yeah. I, n- I never can read. I don't know why it says that, but it's, yeah, it it's says, really only 59 it minutes. It says one hour, 50. But it's not. Eight. Don't worry. Okay. I don't know how come it adds an extra hour. So, okay. So there you go. That was our take on the, the movie, The Life of Pi, and why we think sometimes people will label Christianity really exclusionary, exclusive. <clears throat> and so now you can see from what we talk about scripture, why people would think that. Mm-hmm. And even though it's really interesting, because we believe the God of the Bible that we read is very welcoming of everyone. He cares about everyone uh, the same, and he, and he loves people. However, I think sometimes people can take that and they can be mean with the whole idea that Jesus said he was the way, the truth, and life. That's, that's a statement that Jesus makes, and I know a lot of people get upset when we make the statement as human beings, but you kind of have to take that up with God because there's nothing we can do to take that away. Well, You can't I, take that out. I, I think another verse, um, John chapter 3 that is quoted a lot. You'll see it on billboards or, you know, John three sixteen, where it says, for God so loved the world that he sent his only son. So God didn't say, because I loved Christians, I'm going to send my son. Right. 
or because I love Jewish people, right. I'm going to send my son. <laughs> it says, God so loved the world. Which is everybody. That's everyone. Yeah. Every human being, whether they're born into a Muslim family, a Hindu family, an atheist family, no matter what culture or society you're born into, the Bible says God loves you. Mm. You know, and I, I don't want to say that like creepy or flippantly Christian TV lady with too long eyelashes. God loves you. You know, mm. I don't want to be weird like that. It's just it's not what, just a cliche. That's right. what the Bible says, that God loved you so much that he sent his son to take the payment of our wrongs on himself. So we don't have to pay for our own wrongs, but that we can have a relationship with God because of what Jesus did for us. that sum up the new testament yeah sure okay sure all right so that that's our uh that's what we wanted to talk about <laughs> so how's that you're you're coughing okay yeah just you talk because <laughs> okay so um we would be curious what you think if you've watched the life of pi what you thought about it maybe you could send in some comments we would love to play them on our podcast or we could we could read an email we'd like to get audio comments more than anything else though because we think it's cool emails are nice too which mm -hmm. that brings me to the point you can email us at rick at takingwithyou.com mm -hmm. or amy at takingwithyou.com mm -hmm. um you can also get a hold of us on our um blog or our website mm -hmm. um www.takingwithyou.com very good dear yeah you did well yeah, yeah, and I'm sorry about the coughing and and all that, but hopefully by next week we won't be coughing and making weird sniffling <coughs> noises. Well, let's pray, and then okay. we'll go, okay? Father, thank you for all that you've done for us and that you care about us and that you— uh, it's not just a cliche to say that you are concerned about us. And we're just grateful, Lord, for all that you've done for us. Thank you for creative people that make movies like The Life of Pi and that we can think about things and we can we can talk and we can have a conversation with many different people with many different beliefs. Thank you that you have given us that opportunity to live um, in a, such a way that we're free to talk about what we want to talk about. That's really cool. Lord, I pray for every person listening, uh, as well as, as Amy and I, I pray that you would help us to be clear on what we believe and not so that we can be right and not so that you know people can yell at us that we're wrong but so that we can live our lives to help others and to be um you know to to be helpful to people and to make a difference in this world for the for the good um that's what our prayer is it's not so that we can look at everybody and say oh yeah we're we're right on because lord many times we're not right on and i mean you are but we aren't. So thank you for using imperfect people. And thank you for helping us to uh, help others. And uh, we just give you all the praise and the honor and the glory. And thank you for all that you're doing in our heart. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, everybody. Go for it.
This has been a Moyer Multimedia LLC production, copyright 2013, all rights reserved. Thank you, my dear. You're welcome. <laughs> what? Thank you, Richard Parker. Oh, I want a tiger. Oh, you do not. <laughs> it was all CGI, by the way. That's a whole other story, man. That was awesome. Bye, everybody. Bye.